the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 930 AM, The Answer. All right. Well, we're giving you a black first Republican view of the issues at hand and stressing the need for black people to show up and represent as B ones. All right. So, Tiffany, it is when this comes up on the show on the radio show today, it will be Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. All right. So. Uh, a few things coming up, right? So our I love this time of the year. It's when, it, when I love thinking about what I'm grateful for and thankful for. Yeah, and there's a lot of topics that, that we could discuss, but we really want to focus on uh, reemphasizing some of the things that we're thankful for for Thanksgiving, right? And talk about some family traditions. So, Tiffany, first, where are we going? Where, where are we going to be at on Thanksgiving Day? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to talk talk about some of the things I'm thankful for. Um, just looking at at good things in our country too um so we'll talk about that as well um but let's kick it off with yes i will be our family is going to be at my dad's house for thanksgiving my mom and dad's and um as many of you know my my mom passed away um a couple of years ago this is this is the second thanksgiving Mm -hmm. we've had without mama um so we're going to be there. Uh, uh, traditionally, they turned Thanksgiving over to me years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I am in charge of Thanksgiving, which I love. And what does that mean when you say uh, you're in charge of Thanksgiving? I'm usually the one that cooks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, and we make it. It's very much a family affair for us. Uh, and it's it's gratitude filled, yeah. Uh, because it's the time; it's a time of year. I I like to express gratitude daily, um, but at Thanksgiving, I really it, like we really kind of take that time to slow down and spend time with with family and be grateful for the for the fact that we have each other. Yeah, that's that, that's an interesting thing. That, that I really like that part too just with with your family's tradition. Uh it's generally very creole styles, a lot yes. of uh seafood gumbo, a lot of uh, A lot of seafood. Uh so there's a lot of those <laughs> things that are there that we really really appreciate there. And so just a lot of good times around that. So uh so you'll be hearing us on seafood th- stuffing. That's what we make. Yeah, so you'll be hearing us on Thursday. So yep. this is a uh, really grateful, uh, good time for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Joneses and Applins and Smiths. Happy Thanksgiving to all y'all. Yeah. So, you know, also but with Thanksgiving, right, let's get into the uh, this part of it as well. Uh, really, at the, for this show, really want to emphasize some of the things that 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 the for the show right so uh, a lot of feedback on the whole idea of uh, b1 right and what does that mean uh, to be a b1 republican during this thanksgiving time what does that mean to when we say black first uh, and then also uh the moniker that i use uh american descendants of slaves and so really explain that again and that's uh, a topic there so when i say b1 what i mean is that uh we show up black first representing those issues that uh, impact and have a, a effect on black people uh, and not just black people, but black and brown people as well. Uh, and and, and uh, as we build out coalitions and with Republican solutions that I think are the answers to that. So Tiffany comment on that. Uh, I think, you know, my, I, I say the same thing over and over again that, that when black people uh, are represented, we kick the doors open and break down the barriers for everyone else and everybody else walks through the door behind us. So there is a reason for us to be first. The, that is part of saying black first is that we, 
we historically, the 12th, 13th, and 14th Amendments are proof of that. We Mm -hmm. are the ones who open the doors to freedom, to prosperity, to equity for the rest of the uh, people groups, the ethnic minorities in this nation. So. Yeah, and I think what I feel, right, so I don't know if I'm getting older, but I feel a lot of that has been hijacked and taken down a path culturally that I don't think any American is for, right, uh, be you black, white, or whatever. And so when I, so I like to be specific about my things that I like to conserve about America, right? I like the capitalistic aspect of America because everyone benefits from capitalism. Now, we can debate about the various parts of it that, you know, do we need a safety net? How much of a safety net do we need? those things. But capitalism in and of itself, right, is neutral in terms of what can be put into it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's room for debate about that. But to say we want to do away with capitalism, I don't think there's any serious black person on uh, whose average day to day on the streets going to agree with that at all. Right. So the things that I like, I want to conserve about America are capitalism. We can debate about, you know, do we need a safety net? How much of a safety net? So let's talk about what we're grateful about Mm -hmm. within this system yeah so uh so what are we grateful about in regards to uh to this year and capitalism and how it relates to us yeah so the thing that i'm grateful for are just the the gadgets that we get out of uh, out of a capitalistic society right so i hear i have a cell phone where i have someone texting me don't forget to uh do a, a whole list of things right so those are good things and i know those are materialistic things in a lot of and there's this big anti-materialism that's going on in the world but our lives are made easier because of that Right. And those are things that the the benefits of that, the benefits are health. Right. The technology that's come through that you're you're able to do and improve people's lives around that. uh, Those are things that I'm thankful for that have come through a capitalistic system that wouldn't have come any other way. Well, I am grateful specifically for. uh, um, Providing health care access to the underserved in our community, we were able to bring Texas Kidney Foundation, my day job. <laughs> I have other things I do besides uh, political commentary. Uh, so we were able to bring in um, early detection testing that had not been brought to the United States before. Um, we were part of that group that brought them, brought it in, and we were able to prove that black and brown people do take tests. Mm-hmm. And only in a capitalistic society and only in a free society would you be able to challenge a thought, and that thought being that black and brown people do not care about their health and don't take, and don't take care of their health, mm-hmm. don't have a care about it. So we were able to challenge that thought, prove it wrong, and publish the proof yeah and in, a, in a case study that was done in yahoo finance published in yahoo finance published in npr uh forbes just just talked about us i mean only in a capitalistic society can you challenge a thought that is pervasive challenge something that is considered to be theoretical disprove it and live to tell about it because in other societies that are not capitalistic, that are not uh, free, that are not democratic, you can't do that. Yeah, that's a mouthful there, right? We have we could go on for that, but yeah, but that's the things that we are uh, thankful for in our in our country, right? Uh, uh, is that the very system that we that we see people criticize capitalism capitalism's evil capitalism so is many bad. great things it's, come out of it yeah a lot of great things come out of that the things that the very things that people are using to attack the system uh it generated the but people generally want to talk about the negative when there's if for every one negative thing, there are 10 positive things, but no one wants to talk about the 10 positive things. They want to talk about the one negative. No, I am not saying that there aren't there, that there's not room for improvement within democracy, little D or within capitalism, but it is the best. These two things are the best options that the world has. And certainly it's the best thing for our 
society. Anyway, sorry. I'm- yeah, Tiff, you're beating on the table, <laughs> causing a reverb on the thing. I agree with you on that. I agree 100% is that capitalism is generating uh, a lot of the things that we are uh, that we get the benefit from. I mean, it, it's generating all of those things, the technology. If we didn't want to say that, oh, we could generate it with some through some other means, that's just not very, uh, it's not correct. It's not true, right? If that was so, the Soviet Union would have generated a whole lot of things and they did not. Now, we can argue about what the things that need to be corrected within the system are. And I agree with that. But as far as what are we, as far as the things and the, the physical benefits and all of that that have been generated from capitalism. I mean, that's one of the things that I am thankful for and uh, from that part there. Um, I'm thankful for our, our kids' school. Mm-hmm. I, I just love uh, Clavazar. It's uh, a great place. And, and I'm thankful for the fact that, that we have so many options mm-hmm. in schooling in uh in the United States because if you have a child that has a special need or has some sort of uh um some sort of delay etc there's options there are you know and there are great people out there that are doing uh that are willing to do the one-on-one work with your kids and that uh, you know I'm 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 thankful for that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and so Tiffany's keeping me on a tight leash because I want to go political, but she's right. She's like, we're going to stay on thankfulness. We're supposed to be on thankfulness <laughs> and gratefulness. Yes, we're on thankful and gratefulness. So the things in our society. And the last thing that I'd say that I'm, I'm grateful for is the time that we live in, right? 2022, right? And I'm thankful for the, the, the time that we live in because of the freedoms that we all as Americans uh, get to uh, participate in, but especially mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as a black person, right? To participate in the freedoms that we participate in. And then also realizing the dreams that a lot of people laid down their lives for that we get to participate in and that we don't have to deal with any of the issues that black people had to deal with just 50, 60 years ago in terms of being discriminated against to where it wasn't. Is that a microaggression? No, that was just out and out aggression. Right. And uh, really uh, benefiting from what people did before us and standing on the shoulders of the giants uh, like your father, uh, like so many others before who paid a price and paved the way for us to enjoy the benefits that we as uh, black Americans uh, get to to enjoy today well i'm <clears throat> that was a mouthful i i'm grateful for you know i don't think that we don't experience any of the things that people dealt with in terms of discrimination i think we still experience some of that but we have the platforms and the uh mechanisms to address it and I think that there I still believe that we are more alike than we are different and and many people share that belief. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think that uh and, and I'm just grateful for my uh conservative brothers and sisters because I know that though we have disagreements within our ranks uh we believe in this country. We believe in the sovereignty of this nation. We know that there is a place for us. There is a place for us in terms of there's always been a place for us in terms of uh, the juxtaposition and balancing within our within our nation. And we saw that uh, during the election period. So I, I believe in democracy, little d, that the people, the people will answer any questions that uh, that we have. The people will move the needle. I believe that. And happy Thanksgiving. You've been listening to Kevin and Tiffany on the record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM. Uh, it's on the record with Tiffany and Kevin. That doesn't sound very <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And a lot to be thankful for in our country. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, 
silentbutdeadly.org. Take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. And welcome back to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 930 AM, The Answer, where we, as American descendants of slaves, are talking about health, business, politics, and culture from a black first perspective. All right. B1 Republicans all the way here. All right. So Tiff and I argue about this a lot at the House, right? Yep. Like what should be the breakup or the or the percentage makeup of, of, of black people? I don't care about percentage parties. makeups like like you do, <laughs> because I think I think that a lopsided lopsided percentages or whatever, uh, that's not the issue. The issue is people voting. The issue is people coming in and in. Uh, in large numbers on both sides and the issue remains of having an economic agenda for that improves and does not move the goalposts for black folks. All right. So let's talk about that. Right. Okay. Let's do Stacey Abrams. Right. And this is uh, whom uh, eh, I'm not not in Georgia. So I don't have a dog in this fight with Miss Abrams. But one of the things that I liked about her initially when she ran against Kemp initially was that she was authentic. Right. You, You got what you got right with her. And black people liked her as well as it was a broad section of of, of people in Atlanta, both black and white, who, uh, uh, you know, Stacey Abrams appealed to. I think when the Democratic machine got its hands in, got its hands on her, they had her do away with her authenticity. And essentially, uh, black people felt like they were boxed out of that. So how do you answer that? Right. Where you feel that you are not included in the agenda. And that's a big complaint with the, with the Democratic Party right now is that black people, conservative black people. And there's a lot of conservative Democrat, black Democrats. I mean, probably what, 80, 90 percent of the black people who vote Democrat are conservative, culturally and financially conservative. There, there are so a lot of they feel left out black people. Yeah. You know, and my answer is I don't know what the percentages are in the in the Democratic Party. But how do you answer that? Right. Black folks. They feel left out. I'm not. included. My voice is not heard. You need to ask the Democrats that. I don't know how they're going to answer. that. So but (laughs) so my answer to that is is that rather than set out of the party and not vote this year, which is the answer that a lot of people are trying to get. That's a bad answer. That's a bad answer is that we come into the Democrat. We come into the Republican Party in mass. In mass. See, I think there has to be both of those. I think that people in the Democratic Party should be voting their conscience. If you're black, you need to be voting your conscience. And people in the and black people who who should be Republicans should come to the Republican Party. There are the problem in the United States right now is that there are so many people that do not vote. A small percentage of people are actually controlling the nation in terms of votes. Yeah, which is why there's a so great there's a great opportunity for black people to come into the party. People that are just not voting that should be right here sitting here with us voting. Since we're in the holiday season, Tiffany, sorry to cut you off, but here are the type of black people I want to come into the Republican Party. I don't want people who don't speak their mind to come into the Republican Party. I don't want Alan West. Okay, let's say what we do want. I, no, hold who on, speak their hold mind. on, hold on. I know you, you want me to be positive. I'm about to put some negative items out there first. Mm-hmm. I, I want people who speak their mind. I don't want people who are going to just go along to get along. Oh, I yeah. want people who are okay, who are very much, who are uh, Newt Gingrich-like in their mindset of, I am not scared to cause trouble. Yeah. I'm not you scared be, to be perceived be as as people uh, seeing me as a troublemaker. Well, you know, what I like to do is frame things positively. It's not that I don't want you to say something negative. I'm saying... Say what you want to come into the party. We want people to come in who are willing to stand up for black issues. Currently, yes, we have all these people that that are that show to me. I don't like to speak people's names that I, that, uh, I think are, are <laughs> that I think don't represent us because I don't want to give them any airtime. But, you know, because that's that's what happened with uh, the last president is that his name got spoken so much and he was given all this airtime. Uh, with stuff he shouldn't have been saying. So I want black people 
since I Tiffany wants me to be positive, I want black people to come into the Republican Party who have a Malcolm X slash Newt Gingrich mindset. And let me explain that to you. Both Malcolm X and I, people say those two are diametrically opposed. Are they really? But they're really not. A lot of the same, right? In the eight, in the in the late nineties, when uh, when uh, uh, Clinton was president. Right. Right before he ran for president, uh, Bush uh, one was president and Newt Gingrich was a young up and comer and uh, and he scrambled a lot of eggs. He wasn't scared to do it. He saw it as necessary to do and, it and that's to what's make necessary change right now. And that's what's necessary right now for black people to come into the party and and not be afraid to scramble some eggs. That's right. It's egg scrambling time. So, and and I, I get a lot of grief from my, from different friends of mine who are like, why are you like we're talking good about Gingrich? Because Gingrich was a good politician. You know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You may not like um, someone's political ideology, but you have to respect what they were able to accomplish Mm -hmm. and the mechanisms that they utilized to accomplish Mm -hmm. their goals. That is what uh, I, I know you're talking about. Now, what I'd like to see come into the party uh, for, for us is people who, are not trying to assimilate. Remember what you are and what you uh, came from. We, you know, when other people were still trying to figure out fire, huddling in caves, we had language, systems, buildings. So proud black people who know that we come from kings and queens and who have an agenda. And that agenda is to we're not trying to get a handout. What we're trying to get is the goalposts not moved, right? Policy that uh, we can utilize for our neighborhoods for economic development there because often policy is not enforced for us to, that, that would allow us to benefit, mm-hmm. right? So that's what what I'm looking for, those those inner city neighborhoods to be improved and all of the things that people want in their neighborhoods in terms of uh, economic development, health care access, um, decimation of food deserts, those things to be addressed re- in a relevant, uh, effective manner. And we can do that. We can we can develop agendas of that nature. We can go after those things and make it happen. But those things aren't going to those things. It's not overnight. It's not overnight. But those things aren't going to be accomplished uh, through the through the current Democratic Party. They just aren't because our vote is locked in. Our vote is they can can guarantee our vote. Our vote is pretty much guaranteed. We're essentially operating in a single party system as Mm -hmm. black people. Yep. As black people. And what what we're promoting is that in order for us to be heard and valued, then there has to be representation in each party and there has to be substantial representation in each party. Right now, we have a very small a sliver of people representing, quote unquote, black folks. Well, they don't. They, don't. they just happen to be black faces but there's a whole lot of cooning and tap dancing going on there and all folks who are who are skin folk and ain't kin folk. folk yeah you and doggone the, right and the other thing that we have to have is we have to have coalition building we just have to have it exactly you've got to build coalitions it just can't be you somebody you, know, you think you're going to only get it with just a black vote the you're thing not. about it is that we've always been coalition builders that has that has his black people are the most tolerant people, obviously, in this country. And we have always been coalition builders. So I don't see where that is is a would be problematic within this this party. But it has to happen that we come into the party. You cannot have a few faces that look like ours that are quote unquote representing us who have no interest 
in doing so. And we have to deliver the vote. We've got to deliver That's right. the vote. So, That's right. So my wish list is... So you bring value and you get value. So my wish list is I want people with the mentality of Malcolm X and Newt Gingrich uh, in the party. And mm-hmm. uh, Gingrich's mindset is, hey, what needs to be done? And I'm not scared to be a troublemaker. Remember, be perceived as that. Let's, let's look at... 1865 when black people came into this party right Mm -hmm. let's look at do you do we really think that everybody was just linking hands and welcoming all the black folks in and just excited about them no they weren't there was a section of cross section of people that were pissed off and didn't want to see any black faces in the republican party and there's still going to be people like that right now but guess what who cares Because we are here for policy, policy change, betterment of our communities, uh, uh, leaving life, making a better life for our kids, better opportunities, all the same reasons that every other American's here. Mm -hmm. And our voices can be heard and add to this nation, just as we always have, and build upon this nation, just as we always have. So it, that's, that's who we are, and we can comfort each other. And you don't have to assimilate and be something that you're not. Be exactly what you are, wholly, unapologetically what you are. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM The Answer, where we represent B1 Republicans. And we'll be back. back with on the record with tiffany and kevin here on 9 30 a.m the answer where we're talking about health business politics and culture from a black first perspective no one's coming to save us so what do we do next yeah so interesting so we we had a thanksgiving section uh, we were thankful for capitalism right and uh thankful. <laughs> very thankful because mm-hmm. Uh, the things that is delivered, right? And there are there are some things that could be corrected, and but there's room to be debated on that. Yes. But uh, not destroying the whole system, and that's the part that uh, that I just can't get on with, right? Well, the flexibility of of any time you have a system, there has to be flexibility, and mm-hmm. there there's going to be chinks in the armor. the The goal is is to create policy and to do things that minimize the uh, or eradicate the chinks in the armor that's just that's just a part of this i'm laughing right now in my head because i'm sitting there thinking like all the grief we're going to get on on social media about look at them two negroes talking about they appreciate and are thankful for capitalism right i don't care what people have to say say what you want to say yeah, but when you think about, I get to say what I want to say. Yeah, cap, the, the the capital. Get your own radio show. Then you can talk about it. The system is a system of choice, right? And there and uh, there are things that I w- that I think people sometimes abuse within the system. But overall, it's a good system. I like yeah. it. It gives us freedom to choose what we want. People to. are willing to brave rats with their children on it uh, in order to get to this country. People are willing to walk through other countries to get to this country. So there must be something decent about it. And everybody that doesn't like it, y'all know what my opinion is. Yeah, and see, and this is the part here that, and that I, uh, I was talking to a couple older people, right, and a couple of younger people as well, several uh, uh, older than me, younger than me, and we were talking about the things that in in this country are great. And the people I was talking, they're all business owners, right? And so they are providing a service to people. They are providing something that the government can't provide. Right. So that's the part that I'm thankful for on the system and on the economic side It yeah. is a capitalistic system that allows people to come in and and, and, and do good for themselves financially. Mm-hmm. Right. And just do good. Uh, it, the system is great. Right. Now, does that mean the system is perfect? No, no. it doesn't mean that. Right. No, but we don't isn't. burn the whole house down because there's exactly. a leak somewhere. Exactly. We go and we repair the leak. And this is where I can't get on with a lot of uh, the quote unquote left or uh or so, left of center. So we, I know you, Tiffany, you want to talk about practical stuff. You don't want me to go on. With, yes. Uh, well, I want to move on. To, well, I want to focus on the positive things because we get quagmired and, and in complaints. 
Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that we actually live in a country with a system where we can make change. And it's called policy. You have the agency to make change with policy. As long as you believe you can't, then you are correct. So people who are going around saying that they can't do it and they won't let us, first of all, define this nebulous they. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I have yet to meet a group of people that are just sitting around plotting against us. There's not a, a they. And when you say they, you make it bigger than what it is. Policy, you have the agency and the right to change things within the American system with policy. But what that requires is work. It's not a soundbite. It's not all the, the, you know, when, when the TV cameras are gone, when the newspapers are no longer there, mm-hmm. it's the work of drafting policy, the work of seeing it through, the follow-up of making sure that that policy is enforced. That's all of the things that actually are required to make change in this nation. You can't, it, it doesn't matter how many marches you have, how many lawns you lay on your stomach on to, to, to in protest. All of that is good and well, but it's the work of drafting policy that makes change in the United States. And that's one of the most beautiful things about the country is that we have that, but we have to exercise it. Mm-hmm. We have to exercise those rights. Yeah. So many of you know, I, I'm a big rap fan, right? And one of my uh, favorite rap groups is uh, the Ghetto Boys from the 90s. But really, they have a producer there, and he, uh, uh, he's big time, uh, is a guy named Jay Prince. And he, uh, he has this saying, he's my, one of my newfound uh, old, older brothers that I listen to a lot. He always says, and it's a... It's Uncle a sus- Jay at our house. <laughs> uh, Uncle Jay. Jay. <laughs> what Uncle Jay say? Jay Prince. So what Jay, <laughs> what Jay Prince always says, uh, he has a line, he says... Don't lip wrestle with these fools. Show action, right? And that is the part that a lot of B1s get into is they get into a lot of back and forth, lip wrestling with people and debating with people. And Tiffany often gives me that look of, hey, you know, let's not lip wrestle with these people. Let's go out and get things done. I believe what my granddaddy said. You can show them better than you can tell. Oh, I thought you were going to say that, Curse. No, 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 I wasn't. no, we can't. And do that. and that's what you're going to see more from us in the. I got to show you better than I can tell you. In 2023, we're going to be showing better than, and not just a lot of talk. Yeah, it's going to be more we'll, showing. We'll talk about it because this is a talk. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a, a a talk show, a talk talk radio. We'll talk about it, mm-hmm. but we're going. But being demonstrative, action. Demonstrative action is is what we're about. It's taking action. We come to you. Yes, we there are problems, but there's not a point in talking about a problem if you don't have options. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is presenting options, options, solutions, places where we can meet Mm -hmm. and do what's best for us, for the people. And this is where that part that you always talk about, right? Where you say we we're more alike than we are different. We really are. And this is where this is where the, the this is where our historical background as the American descendants of slaves, right, and also freed people in this it's country. Where that comes in. It's where this it's, comes in is that we know we have to build coalitions. Yeah. Right. But so, we do have commonalities and a natural coalition in that everyone wants. Uh, their children to do better than they did. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to leave society in a better stance than it was when they came into it. This is correct. Everyone wants prosperity for their neighborhoods, for their their uh, community. Everyone wants those things. So that's a commonality that every single American has. Mm-hmm. And instead of us um, being bamboozled by the the common narrative that we're all so separate, that we're all at each other's throats. We're not. And this is where I come in. I'm a little more, uh, 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 more descriptive, more cynical, (laughs) not cynical. Right. But this is where I, this is where this comes in where (laughs) as black people, where we cannot be wholeheartedly behind one party. 
as a majority. We have literally, I think we literally have to split it. Tiffany always says 50, 50. I'm more like an 80, 10. I think 80% of black people need to go into the Republican party. I think people and have let me, to be let me say why I say that Tiffany uh, is because there has to be a demonstration that, Hey, we're going on to the other side, not simply as voters, but as participants, because that is the party that generally has knows how to get things done. And I'll, I have a Republican friend and I'm not going to call his name. He always says when I complain, he always says, OK, Kevin, what are we going to do about it? Because that is the Republican motto. Yeah, I hear the complaints. Now, what are we going to do about it? Let's well, go get something done and solved. And what do you have to do to get the vote and get the policy in place? Right. I mean, that's what he said. You know, the beauty of our our party is that it's always been a party of action. It's a party of action. And if we could get ourselves back to being about smaller government, being about the things that we we started out with, mm-hmm. that would be good. Yeah, and I, I think that would be good because those are things that Americans can get behind. They can't get behind uh, divisive, negative rhetoric. Yeah, and a lot of that divisive, negative rhetoric oftentimes comes from people within the party. Anytime you bring up any black issue or you state that Mm -hmm. it's black, they're, oh, that's some wokeism. No, it's not. It's not being woke. I mean, it's, it does it. Does it really take someone who is woke or whatever to see an injustice or something that's wrong? No, we were recognizing that long before that term yeah. came and long before uh, this group of people uh, with critical race theory as is practiced right now. Right. Uh, before that came. And then a lot of people will use those terms to try to shut you down. This is within the party. Now, uh, I know a lot of us don't like that criticism in the party, but that's true. That is yeah. very, very true. And so the answer to that, that often that, that I'll get from uh, 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 my uh, mm-hmm. my black peers is then why should I go into the party? Because the party can change if we can. There there are ways that if we go in in large numbers, well, right, that we can change the party and get things done. And then we are more common when you talk to people on a one on one basis. Mm-hmm. Right. We are more common than we are alike. We have building those coalitions. We have more alike and more commonalities than um, than. It would appear based on what mainstream says, because when you start talking to people, then you realize everybody feels like Mm -hmm. history should be taught as it happened. That's not a you don't have to teach history through some paradigm. History is history. This is what happened. And when it happened. Mm hmm. That's yeah, it. But they're, oftentimes they're we have to have the other person. We have to have we have to have a B1 uh, who's representing black interests to mm-hmm. present on those school boards to say, hey, this needs to be included. Oh, yes. And it's not from a victimization mindset. It's, hey, black people participate as well. Hispanic people participate as well. Well, in that. We, we built this country. Mm-hmm. We built this country. And our con- contributions to this country should be recognized. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. There is no... Uh, United States without all of the the different ethnic groups that came into this country and contributed Mm -hmm. and to to wholesale negate the contributions of black people, of Hispanic people, of Native American people, uh, of Asian people. It's wrong. And when you pick up history books, you would you you see very little of any of those aforementioned groups. And you can still mention all of the values that contributed to America, all the good values that contributed yes. to what we've done and still acknowledge the racism. Yeah. I mean, that's the, just the, the people. The, uh, that's, first of all, racism is not unique to the United States. It came from it's in all it's throughout history. But sometimes in the party, Tiffany, is, is we we feel like life. the party, when you listen to the narrative and sometimes people at the party, they think to acknowledge that is to somehow diminish from the greatness of America, which in my and mind is crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Two things can be true at the same time. You can live in a beautiful house that does have a leak uh, in the plumbing that needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from the neighborhood doesn't take away from the house. But if you let it fester and fester and fester, then we have a problem. We have the solution to that. Right. And I think the first answer to that is that black people have to come into the Republican Party in large numbers and not sit on the sideline and let the crazies try to take over the party. But see, I think uh, I think black people have to come into both parties. 
in large numbers and be vocal uh, within those numbers with a black agenda uh, for economic empowerment within black communities. That is a very important piece to the puzzle. All right. We'll come back with that. Very Tiffany. important piece. Hold on. We're going to go. We're going to end this uh, session here. We're going to come back to that because I want to debate you, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Jones Smith on that. That's uh, fine. The party there. That's so, fine. Remember who's first on the monitor. And you have been listening <laughs> to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin. On 930 AM, The Answer. Come back to hear me smack Kevin down. <laughs> Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours. And we're back on 930 AM, The Answer, with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin, <laughs> where we are, uh, where the American descendants of slaves and B1 Republicans are giving you their opinion. All right. So, man, we're going <laughs> to get a lot of trolls here on this one here. So we're thankful for capitalism. We want people to be Malcolm X slash Newt Gingrich, black people coming into the Republican Party. Wow. OK, quite a bit there. All right. So. Uh, we are, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just really laughing. I'm looking at Tiffany's face here and she's giving me this look, which says, Hey, wrap this up. <laughs> All right. So right now, uh, something that's really going on right now in the party is our friend, uh, Trump is announced the candidacy. That's not my friend. <laughs> I'm not friends with Trump, but you know, he got, well, he got more and black he is, and he is being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am. But he got more black votes than any other Republican president in like a long time. Says a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it says that people are, are, um, people are looking for something different. Yeah. They're looking for something different from, uh, what they're hearing and I and I think but there was you know I don't anyway go ahead (laughs) all right we are not Trumpers here at the house I believe he represents an existential threat to democracy because he has whole so his wholesale undermined the very mechanisms of democracy by claiming that uh, the election was stolen and it was not. Uh, so that right there undermines uh, our very to institutions. Even, to even do that. And to to his do lack that and, of, and have people having to wear bulletproof vests to come in and count ballots. I mean, the, you, he put a lot of people's lives at risk. He's ruined careers. I mean, the guy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So you know how we feel on that one there. Right. So uh, but that is what he represents in my mind. He is an existential risk. Uh, He is an existential threat to democracy. And but yet a lot of people are pro Trump and and there is a lot of conspiracy around that. And that's just not how a democracy operates. Not a a healthy one has not operated under negativity. Like well, this. we've been negative before. It's been negative. We've had, we've had negative politicians, but to have a president who comes out and who is who just operates in the negative constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, and giving fuel to conspiracy theories that have no basis in reality, we've never seen that before. What does that say about us as a party, though? What does that say about us? Is that it doesn't say anything about me? You talking about the rest of these people that have <laughs> decided to be to be ridiculous but, with this? But he's but he's a serious competitor though. He he could beat uh, the guy why, from Florida, and that's why black people need to come in because when you start seeing them putting up people like you like your uh, punch drunk friend Herschel Walker. <laughs> oh my god that individual oh my god yeah and more importantly you know it's not just the fact that people that herschel walker was put forward but it's the fact that herschel walker is a contender yeah he is a like contender. who in the heavens is going you know what the guy that can barely put two sentences together and who has absolutely no credibility in terms of his his uh moral compass 
Let's vote for him. No, uh, Georgia, man. Like, really? <laughs> well, they need an overhaul over there. Oh, oh my God, Georgia. Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't like. like thank you. Oh, okay, my let me goodness. tell you where I'm coming from with since Tiffany brought up Hershey Walker because she well, knows that. She out. knows that triggers me, right? It triggers me more than Trump. Mm-hmm. So it triggers me. So mm-hmm. Herschel Walker is uh, demonstrably not very bright. Right. I think well, he, I think the man is punch drunk. He I think is. he's taking a bunch of hits to the head. And here we are all looking at this dude crash and burn. And I'm just like, what? What in the world? See, uh, Miss Smith, Miss Jones Smith, I thought you were all about the positivity. You sounded negative right now. Very, very negative. I'm a positive person. <laughs> I am am a positive person. I love the Lord, and I think this is just straight from the pit of hell to put somebody like this up. All right, so let me give you my back. Let me give you some of what we're coming from, right? So our idea of when you go out and you represent yourself, even as a black person, right, is that you need to be on point. You need to be articulate. You need to to represent black excellence. And Herschel Walker does not represent black excellence. Anybody that, and you better not. I get on YouTube sending me messages about Herschel Walker and black excellence, because if anybody does, I will respond to you directly. Yeah. So, but uh, that's, that's my issue with that, with, with Walker is that, oh, no dog on Willie's not. He's not he, the best. Is he black excellence as an athlete? Yes. I, I will not take that away from him. The man was an amazing athlete right now in terms of being able to articulate a point And in terms of me thinking that he is going to um, be able to weigh in on with any substantial thought on on what's going on in this nation. <laughs> yeah, we doubt it. Uh, but he is a contender for the United States Senate, which is freaking amazing to me, which is. Why- well, there's there's one positive that comes out of that. We all can look at that and see that if. You repeat something long enough, people will believe it. All right. So let's transition. So we have, uh, we were at a. uh, You too could be a senator. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's transition. So we were hanging out with a group of older uh, African-Americans. They probably got about 20 years on us, don't you think? 20, Mm -hmm. 30 years on us. And we were just talking just in general. 15 or 20 years. Yeah. We're talking in general about politics and everything. Everyone knows my stance. I tend to be more. um, We're vocal. (laughs) Yeah, we're very vocal. And I tend to be more aggressive. Uh, when talking, not, I wouldn't say aggressive, very assertive there. And so uh, one individual said, you know, people are asking us to set out on this vote because they're, they weren't happy with the, uh, they're not happy with the Democratic Party. You know, and so I was selling him on why they should come to the Republican Party as participants, because these two individuals have have a, a really good skill set and they represent uh, black excellence and understand the needs of the community. And so we we're just talking with that. But that idea of sitting out, I was like, that's crazy. Why would you do it's that? A terrible idea. But a lot of people are choosing that. A lot of there's a there's more than there's a large number of black people who are saying we just rather opt out. Uh, participating oh, in the voting. political process this time around as black people. And I think that's a horrible idea. What do you think about that? What do you think that's coming from, Tiff? Uh, I think it's a, I, I think it's a bad idea. I, but I think that what it's coming from is people are unhappy mm-hmm. and they're saying, well, I don't have a choice here because they think that they only have a choice within the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. But if you are that unhappy, mm-hmm. you have other choices. You have other choices. You can come into this party and be effective in this party. Mm-hmm. Um, but to opt out of the very thing, think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because people have died for you to have the right to vote. Because it is such an important right. It's such an important right to exercise. Um, and you have so much. It, it influences everything in this nation. It influences policy. It influences who's going to make that policy. It influences who's going to who's going to enforce that policy and how how those enforcers are going to be chosen. Your vote is important. Every single vote is important. So to decide not to vote. So the issue is really what I see a lot of people say, I just can't vote Republican. Like, why not? 
Why not? What is it about the Republican <laughs> I can't, Party? That I you can't. Hate? Pre- well, it's the it is it is the perceived racism, and it is the racism that comes across uh, across on the media and also on some of the policies. Well, no, no, no. Wait a minute, because because perceived racism in indicates that it's not real racism. There's real racism in the Republican Party. You and I are a part of the Republican Party, and I know doggone well there's real racism. And here's what I say to my black brothers and sisters: You ready to stand up? And give some people a smack that want to want to be racist not literal, against you. Not literal, because that's exactly what I do. I'm not. I'm not going to back down against some knuckle dragon racist idiot. Mm-hmm. I say what I have to say. If you don't like it, take your racist behind on. Yeah, and you and the, and the thing that makes that more powerful is when we have the numbers and the votes to deliver. That's right. That is what you have to bring, right? And this is you got to be willing to stand up to that. Message. And this is something that a lot of people don't get as well is that on the criminal reform act that was passed through, Republicans were pushing that through. Republicans, people I know individually who are like, hey, yeah. we've got to be able to there do are, something about the injustice racist. in the prison system. And this individual, I was shocked. I was like, uh, really, from you? He's like, yes. And they're looking at the numbers and they're pushing that. And they were part of the part of the solution to that. You know, that's what you see on the on, on, on the on the side there uh, that's not out in front of the TV. In terms of coalitions, there are people within this party that want to join with us. And that are joining with us. So we've got coalitions here. Mm-hmm. Right. But we got to stand up. Yeah, we've got to come when into the party. When it comes down to black issues, black folks got to represent themselves. That's us. We got to represent ourselves. Nobody's coming to save us. So we walk in the door because the saviors are us. We've been the saviors, not just for us, but for the rest of them, too. As I said before, which amendments? We have amendments that show that. 13th, right? 14th, and 15th Amendment, right. black people and their, and building coalitions with Republican friends. Mm-hmm. That's right. We, we are the ones who blow the doors off the place. So we are the ones who make change. We are the change catalysts. That's us. And as my big brother Jay Prince would say, enough lip wrestling with these people. Let's come in and show action. We want to move beyond mere talk and mere rhetoric into the actual actions that deliver us policies. My favorite rapper says, Willie D no more talk. (laughs) We need no more. We need to get a, that needs to be our opening hook. We need to have ghetto. (laughs) Have have Willie D playing. (laughs) I don't think we can afford that though. And you, and you've been listening to on the record with Kevin and no, you have been listening to On the Record with <laughs> Tiffany and Kevin. See, he tries to slip that in. On uh, 9.30 a.m., the answer is we're moving beyond I hope your Thanksgiving day is going super great. Remember, you live in the best country in the world. Have a great day. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com